Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! You don't like that? You don't like NBA basketball! 
But um, I, Utah, like, it looks like their season is a wrap. I mean. Uh, I, I, you can't say that just quite yet, you know. When I say a wrap, I don't mean, like, that they won't make the postseason. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, I never considered Utah a contender, but I don't, I, yeah, no, I'm not a believer in Utah. I don't, I don't know why people are, wow. but okay. um, I, I just don't, they have inner turmoil between, like, mm-hmm. Rudy and his teammates um right now he's out and they don't seem to be able to win a game without him you have joe ingles that just got hurt tonight we don't know what the injury is going to be and i hope that it's not serious because i never like guys to get injuries but it looked to be a pretty devastating injury it was non-contact injury so they're saying it's his knee i don't know what they're fearing it is I got to still read the Woj story, but it looks like it's something pretty serious. So you're, I don't know when Rudy's coming back, but he's out. He got re-injured in the game where the, the Jazz played us. Um, I was at that game, by the way. I went to the Bay and I took a little brief trip there. So I was at that game. We blew them out, but nonetheless, um, Rudy re-injured himself and he had just gotten back. So Rudy's hurt. They were like something, I saw something crazy, like they only won four games last month, you know? So they're dropping steadily in the standings. They had enough of a cushion that, no, I don't think it's going to take them out of the playoffs. But like, I don't think the Jazz want to fall so low and have to be facing like a Warriors or a a Phoenix, like in the early round. I don't think that's what they want. And so that's what I'm saying. Why I'm saying like their season is kind of like in jeopardy. Um, So that happened. But like I said, like I noticed, I think that means like Denver is probably definitely going to move into top four. Um, And they have Jamal Murray, who's still going to be coming back. They're right now one game, I think, out of fourth. So they're just waiting for for Utah to drop another game, which they probably will soon. So... That is true. That is true. But I'm looking at the standings right now, and, you know, Utah's at the fourth seed, but right behind him is Denver and Dallas at 12. And Who's you know, better team, Denver or Dallas? I think Denver. Oh, yeah, Denver. Denver for sure. They still got to figure out if they got to keep uh, Porzingis. Cause I, I, I still think that if he they were to move on for him and get a good return back, that would help the team out so much more better than having an inconsistent number two next to Luka. You know, you need some more you know, a better uh, supporting cast, kind of like how Atlanta did last year with Trey Young. Luca also hasn't been consistent. I mean, he's been better lately, but he wasn't yeah. great to start the season. Um, yeah. The Mavs are playing better now, though, yeah. and their yeah. defense has been really good. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I feel like even though Denver is still missing guys, I trust them. I think a little bit more than Dallas. So yeah. if I had to, if I had to, if I was a betting person which I'm not, but I want to start learning because you can now bet in New York and I'm seeing everyone make money. So I need to start making money. But if I was a betting person, I would say that Denver is going to hop into that fourth spot, which I think, let's talk about that a little bit more, but I think that's also going to make the MVP race interesting. So there were some things happening tonight in the West that happened. Your Spurs, or I shouldn't say your Spurs, but the Spurs that you covered. No, yeah, no, call, 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 call them my Spurs, please. Your Spurs, call them okay. my Spurs, your yeah. Spurs <laughs> blew the fucking game to the Suns, which annoyed the shit out of me. All right, hey, we can cuss on here for sure. Hey, that's, of hey, course, that's, you can. I'm a, I, I bet. <laughs> boy, I'm a cursing Christian. Yeah, they blew the damn lead. 
And I, you know what? Honestly, I, at this point, I'm not even sure yet. Like I wanted the one seed because I want the one seed, but I don't even know right now yet if it's best for them to have the one seed, like in terms of like what will happen in the playoffs, right? But we won't know that until it gets closer. But I was more interested in the one seed for purposes of like MVP narratives, but not not necessarily because I just felt like they had to have the one seed um the Warriors I'm saying so the Warriors right now are second the Suns are first the Suns and one and two not just in the west but in the whole NBA they have the best two records in the NBA and the Suns right now again appear to be rolling they're not losing many games I have no idea when they're going to lose their next game every time they're rolling the only person who beats them is us the Warriors Warriors, yes and they're not playing us again until like March so I don't know how many damn games they're going to win until then but they're not really losing dropping games right so you have the the Suns who are squarely in first the Warriors are second Denver's moving up. Memphis right now is solidly in third and they're looking good. So that's like kind of the outlook right now of the 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 Western Conference. And then you have like the lower teams, which I like I said, I, I was telling you before we hopped on that I thought the Spurs might have been like one of those playing teams, but you you're of the impression and you would know better than me that they are is it a soft tank or are they just straight up trying to tank you think oh no uh well the greatest coach of all time greg popovich uh he doesn't know the word tank it's not as in, in, in his vocabulary the only tank he knows is a military tank he's he he's only seven wins away from an all-time record and it, people like to think that this is a pointless record considering the fact that the regular season wins he already has and that's already locked and he's already solidified himself the, this past summer with the Olympics, all that kind of good stuff. Every, every player loves him. That narrative, oh, the old style of, of coach pop doesn't work when Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, and, and uh, who else were like 0 for 8 to start the game uh, back in the first few games. Remember that in the summer, everyone was like, oh, coach pop, should have been another coach coaching this team, blah, blah, blah. This is what a prime, this is a, this year's a prime example of what a tanking team should do um, and look at it as like just to stay competitive because we're a small small market team. Um, small market is um, is a, a fringe word I like to use. It's pretty we're a middle market team. Um, the small markets are like the Orlando's, the OKC's, like the 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 bottom of the barrel seller of the league. A lot a lot of players you know may think of coming to San Antonio. It's a good weather city. We have the good fiesta culture. A lot of Euro. Uh, uh, players, maybe I'm, I'm not gonna say like Giannis or any of these superstar players uh, coming to free agency over the next few years may actually consider coming to us because you know I'm listening. I'm just looking at the standing. <laughs> if we if we have a good young core uh, with uh, a good coaching staff surrounding um, a lot of uh, not 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 just a lot of money saved up with cap space, but Money to be given to somebody who's uh, needs. What to is the last trade you guys have gotten, Lamarcus? This Lamarcus Aldridge, but let me let me let me get into let me get into this. So, <laughs> if, if 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 this makes sense, if we have the most cap space in the league, and if we aren't if we are not tanking, but we're losing competitively, giving 
the young kids, uh, the, the primos of the world. He got 30 plus minutes tonight. He did fairly well. Uh, Joe Weisskamp is on a two-way contract. We're still trying to figure out what's up with him. He's flipped with, uh, between Austin and San Antonio. These guys have to prove themselves. Trey Jones is a second-year player. It feels like he's been here for three to four years. You know what I'm saying? He was doing good the first three quarters tonight, and then the fourth quarter, he kind of shit the bed. You know, he, he, he blew a wide-open layup. He, didn't even he actually didn't even take the wide-open layup. He passed it out because he was, he was uh, I'm going to say he was intimidated, but he, didn't, he, he doesn't have the experience to know, like, uh, uh, the, the trailing centers behind you, the foul situations. And, you know, you could just tell the, the, mature, uh, the mature level needs to increase and we just need to be better coached. So if a leader can come in, like, uh, I don't want to say a leader, but if someone like a Bradley Beal next season can come in, Think about this. Bradley Beal is uh, sat and earned his money. It's getting rough there in Washington. I've, I, was, I was in that Washington space when, when uh, who was it? Uh, what's, that, what's his I name? No doubt Beal is leaving, but I feel like the Celtics are almost the guaranteed destination. Oh, for him. see, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me run this by. We, we can, we can get a little cultured in this, in this, in this podcast, in this podcast, of right? I don't think that there's anyone that's worth $30 million that is someone that is trying to prove themselves like Bradley, like Bradley Beal is going to step foot in Boston. And the only reason why his boys, because, Jason Tatum though, that goes but, a long way. But here's the thing. There's only one ball and you, you know, Jalen Brown has to get his touches. Tatum has to get his touches and out of all three of them, none of them are a leader. Yeah, they just need a competent point guard, though, to sort that all out, right? A, so a, a, I, a I feel like point guard. it doesn't have to be a great point guard, just a mm -hmm. competent one. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. I mean, like, I, he's not available, but someone like a Rubio, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, I don't know. Is he available after this year in Cleveland? Rubio, uh, I'm not too sure. I think it may be an expiring deal. It may have one more year left. What but was no, his I, injury? It was an ACL? I, I believe so, yeah. But, okay, so he's not going to be available anyway, but you get what I'm saying. They don't need – they just need a competent point guard to, to distribute between those three. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I was saying with Bradley Beal, he's one of those guys that is, worth quote-unquote, worth $30 million but has these off nights. And he's, he's a shooting guard that is, you know, trying to solidify himself as not a quote-unquote a Hall of Famer, but like, uh, is he? I don't get that impression. I, I, I want you to understand this. Remember, it was, I think it was two years ago. People were saying, "Oh, Bradley Beal should have made the All Star, All Star." Blah, blah, blah. And then the next year, All Star starter, no matter what, it was in Atlanta. Cool, great. If you're, uh, but I think that was about him being like a leader in the scoring title. He ended up losing to Steph, but it was and, it was about that. I think most. And that was that was a good race. And and at that time, people were saying, "Oh, Bradley Beal is so dominant." He he's uh, Russ is looking good. It was it was the the December. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember. You know, and, and you know it's 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 crazy to think that someone could go from that to a fall from grace now. And so I'm saying, you know, hey, if you take this meeting in San Antonio, Coach Bob may not be here. There's still a lot of coaches that uh, may want to get back into coaching, may get back in the swing of things that are just sitting at home, maybe like a Mark Jackson, you know, and just come in San Antonio. Oh, I think the only thing the Spurs have going for them to get a free agent is Pop. It's, it's I Pop. mean, but, but so if he's the, not there, I think. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Coach Pop has done a great job of putting a stamp on of his ways on the league, across the league. We, every game that we've, uh, we've played so far, 
when you play against a former coach, the broadcasting of, of the opponent team or the opposing team is just like, oh, uh, uh, Ime Udoka has, is, uh, has learned so much from Coach Pop, blah, 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 this and that. And he talks about the press. And what that, what that tells me is that our, our coaching staff that we have now, all the assistant coaches, they would, they would solidify that same pedigree, that same mentality, that same, uh, you know. But they still got to do that, even if he's affected them. And, and This is true. This is true. But I, I, I do see it happening. I do see, uh, not in the sense of rebrand, but, you know, before these Fiesta jerseys uh, this year and this past year, we had the worst the worst alternate jerseys for the past, what, decade? If there were to be a, a rebrand, I'm not saying we have to go completely off the black, silver, and uh, and white, but, you know, uh, I just, uh, so, so, something new, you know what I'm saying? If 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 we were to have that, a new coaching staff, not entirely new coaching staff, but, but a new uh, a new leader, uh, I think that uh, a lot of teams can, you know, look at us and say, oh, maybe the Spurs aren't that boring, and, you know, they do have a good cap situation and no back contracts. If they get uh, maybe above 500 when teams think that we're going to be a 20-30 win team after during the season, maybe I can consider going over there. Kind of like maybe how John Collins is right now. Who knows how that situation is? Uh, Pascal Siakam has been linked to the team over the past few weeks. He's, he's signed to the same agency as Josh Primo. You know, so there's a lot of different variables that, you know, we still have to figure out and I can talk about this all day, but you know, I know you're trying to probably move on. We got, no, we got it's not that. I just, I, I always find it interesting to talk to people who are fans of other teams because mm -hmm. I'm listening and I, you're not convincing me at all. I don't think that. That's okay. That's okay. And you, I, no, you're right. But I, 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 I think like you genuinely believe what you're saying, and mm -hmm. I believe things about my team, and I'm sure people are like, you're, no, you're, you're crazy. crazy. <laughs> so it's just always interesting to hear. I don't. I think like unless San Antonio gets a trade, mm -hmm. I don't I don't really see them getting like, you know, like a free an agent. An all-star caliber player. Yeah, I mean, I'm not definitely not if Pop leaves, no. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like I don't think like I think that if they were gonna be like a team that was appealing, I think they need to be more like how the Suns were the mm -hmm. year right before Chris Paul came. Right, like if you were actually paying attention to the Suns, because people overcredit Chris Paul a little bit, and they're just like, "Oh, he took this team from like oblivion to where they are," which is kind of bullshit. Like he elevates the team, no doubt. I'm not saying he doesn't, but if you were paying attention to the Suns that year before he came, you would have known that like probably, but for DeAndre Ayton being out, like being suspended, like. A, a large portion of that season, they likely would have been a playoff team anyway. Um, I believe that they went eight and on the bubble. Um, Crazy, yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they they were a good team, and I think that Chris Paul knew they were a good team because Chris Paul is a really exactly. really smart player. So he knew that like going there, you know, would be good, and like that they could be a better team. And you know, Monty was there; they have the history. So I think like a player like with DeJounte Murray being there and he's obviously kind of made a little name, not a little name, but he's made a name for himself. And I think people okay. are, are like paying attention to him and you mm -hmm. have a pop. So I, I, I think that I get what you're saying, but I think that they have to be winning a little bit more. Like, I feel like, like right now they're outside of even the play in spot, mm -hmm. but they can get there. But we're like one, you, we're one game out. We're one game out playing right now. So you know, one game out. 
You're one spot out, but I don't think you're one game out. A few games back. Gotcha. From the from the from the from the Blazers, who now have kind of started winning, and and what's his name? What's out of out of nowhere, and I did not see that coming. Literally, I I, I'm not gonna call that T.J. McCollum injury fake. I think I think he had like a lung situation a couple months ago. He came back quicker than expected. He he recorded this podcast literally the next day. And then all the Dame stuff came out, and now Dame goes out right after CJ comes back. It's just, and then Anthony Simons starts going off. It looks like the right Simon. That's who yeah. I was thinking of. So he's been balling, mm-hmm. and the and and the thing about it is like the the Spurs kind of started like having a period where they were playing really well too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the Spurs are like coming up like not that like I don't because I don't look at the Spurs and think they are what their record is I do actually think you guys are a decent team mm-hmm. like yeah, so the, the 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 Blazers are a little surprising to me you also have BI playing pretty well and the Pelicans right there so mm-hmm. I don't know who's gonna get that number 10 oh, spot mm-hmm. the Lakers also continue to lose so who knows but I kind of think that that number 10 spot is going to be between Portland, San Antonio, or the Pelicans. Um, don't, don't, don't count out Sacramento just quite yet because, because if they, if they can get a, a good haul in return from, uh, for Buddy Heald, Bagley, and even, uh, what's this, uh, Holmes, they can get a return from him. They're trying to ship him. Um, if, if they were to keep De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton. Aaron Fox doesn't yeah. want to be there. That's why I think that they're not going to do anything. Is that is that like a hundred percent confirmed, or is that? Yeah, is he, he hates being there. Is, is that under the table money just not worth it anymore? Is he, he does not want to be in Sacramento no more. Yeah. I don't think getting new players is going to change that. And when you have mm-hmm. a disgruntled star, I think that makes it hard to like is he, turn is he things around. I don't think I, I I wouldn't call it disgruntled just quite yet. If he were to come out and say something, if or the press or maybe there's a story. He's given lots of cues and in his interviews yeah. and the way he talks. I think it's pretty yeah. obvious. I want I want him to be back in Houston alongside Jalen Green. De'Aaron Fox was a a sci, I forgot what which uh I think it was Cy Fair. I'm not mistaken. He his his uh his highlight tape before he went to Kentucky was insane. Him Jalen Green maybe kept KPJ as a as a six man. That would be a great exciting high flying backcourt, and I would mm-hmm. uh I would definitely be a Nervous about that. That's definitely played in. Just to wrap up, like the conversation around the Western Conference, because I want to talk about this Spurs and Warriors matchup. But um, before we started the podcast, mm-hmm. you we were talking about because the Spurs lost to the Suns tonight, mm-hmm. and you guys were missing Dejounte, Derek White, mm-hmm. and who else? Jakob. And Jakob, Jakob Portal. Okay. So you were missing some key guys and the game was still close and the mm-hmm. Suns kind of like closed it out in the clutch, which they've mm-hmm. been a very good like clutch fourth quarter team, right? Mm-hmm. And so you made a comment saying like, yeah, I mean, for us to still be in it against the best team in the league. And I was just like, oh, I had like a, like I was triggered by that. And I said, team with the best record, which is different than being the best team in the league. You just had, you had to say that. All right, for sure. Okay. Well, no, I had to, because I just, you know, I, I understand that. And I'm not saying you, but I understand mm-hmm. that many in the media are enamored with uh, the short man on Phoenix. And um, 
I understand that they are playing great basketball. And I also understand that they're a very good team. You know what else I understand? That they don't even have a top 10 player on their team. And I, I wanted to know, like, when we start, you think Booker's a top 10 player? No, no, no. But Do you think Chris Paul was a top no, 10 player? No, Okay, hey. okay. So when's the last time a team won without a top 10 player on the team? Really, when's the last time a team won with, uh, with someone who wasn't a top five player on the team? That's a good question. I'll have to do some research. I have no idea. It's, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, people will bring up the Spurs, like you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but Tim Duncan was still on the team. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if he wasn't, like, top five in the league at the time. He's an all-time great. He's a top 10 player of all time. Like... Uh-huh. There, like he's a generational fucking talent who has won mad chips. Like that's not the same as the Suns, who have Chris Paul, who just made his first championship last year, mm-hmm. and Devin Booker, both who are not top ten players, and we're saying like they're gonna win it all. When has that happened? When have you not needed one of those dudes? Last year, what happened? Giannis came in there and shut them the hell down, right? Is that not what happened? With one leg, yes. With one leg. The man had a a hyper-extended freaking knee and shut them down. They won a couple of games, and then that's it. It was a wrap. You know why? Because the Bucks have that guy, right? Like, you need one of those guys. And Booker and and Chris Paul are both guards. Like, do you know how hard it is? Smaller guards. How how tall is Book? What is he? Six six, six five? Six, five, six, six, yeah. Okay. So he's not so small, but Chris Paul is, right? And it's just like Stephen Curry is like him and Isaiah Thomas are the only like small, small guards. guards to do like I don't understand why people think NBA history is going to be defied with the Suns. I really don't. I don't understand it. And that's why I also don't believe in the Jazz. I mean, I never believed in them, but that's why I never believed in them. It's it's solely because um, it's not just the chemistry, but um, when you're 10 and possibly 11 deep and you have guys at the end of the bench that are willing to, to sit or, or to be thrown in there just for a defensive set real quick to match up against a star player, you know, they before Dario Sarge was hurt, you know, the Suns were playing really good basketball. None of that know. shit matters in the postseason. And 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 while this is true, you, know, <laughs> you only you only you play against, you know, who your your opponent is. And if you have ten people ready to go, fresh, fresh legs, uh, know the game plan, know, know each other's uh just game down pack, everyone's intangibles, everyone's locked in, versus a team with maybe someone who's nine eight deep and then a guy who's at the end of the bench is now getting playoff minutes because someone's hurt that that is a fat difference and you know i this was i hate to go too far back but in the bubble this is why the celtics lost to the heat you know the heat were a really good coach team i think eric Spo may if if, if cleveland doesn't uh, tail off because it's it's uh, jb's to lose right now coach of the year coach uh coach of the year is definitely going to go to uh, coach Spo. Because uh, the best coach in the league. He's I take I take well, Pop out of it. Well, I understand. <laughs> I understand Pop, but Pop is yeah. like yeah, different. 
got your God- godfather level and he's just, you know, yeah. next generation. Coach Spo has had so many injuries. Jimmy Butler may not be an all-star this year, even though he's he's not having like an MVP number-like season, but in terms of impact and his importance, yes, they've uh, they haven't won or they haven't lost as many games as like a, as a glue piece as maybe like as as you guys have lost with Draymond being out. You know, the the plus minuses with with uh, with a, a glue guy is is really important for certain teams and. You know, we have Warriors are nine and five without Draymond. Like, like I need to like kind of dispel some of this Draymond shit. Okay, with all due respect to Dre, like Dre is great and we need him to win. Steph is the guy. He is the one. (laughs) If Steph is not there, they're not winning. If Steph is there, they win games. Clay has been out for most of the season. They won games. Dre is out now. They are winning games. Okay. And their defense still holds up, even if Draymond Green isn't there. It's not as good. It's not next level. It's not historic. But it's also a defense that holds Denver to 29 points and a half. Okay? Andrew Andrew Wiggins is still a top defensive player. Okay? Like, the team is good. There are several people who can defend on the team. I need this fucking Draymond Green narrative to die because it is the reason why people are acting like Steph is not the MVP still. Okay? They are... Still. Nine, Still. nine and five without him. These bullshit stats that ESPN and others keep posting are games where Steph and Draymond miss games, but they're telling you, oh, this is their record without, they have a winning record without Dre. And let me be clear that they absolutely need Draymond Green to win it all. They cannot, he is important. He's indispensable and he matters to the team. I am not suggesting he is not, but he's not the glue that keeps the Warriors together. Stephen Curry is. Is the glue. Got Everything you. that happens with this team is is Steph. Okay. And this 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 thing that everybody wants to do with Draymond is getting on my fucking nerves. It needs to stop. Okay. It just needs to stop. He's super important. He's the second most important player on this team. And losing him did hurt. Because like anything, when you're you're when a guy like that is out, the team has to get used to playing with him. But you know what? None of that would have been relevant if Steph wasn't in a shooting slump. And that's the point. Just yeah. like the 2016 finals, it wouldn't fucking matter if Draymond got suspended, if Steph Curry wasn't playing on one knee, but he was hurt. He was compromised. If Steph is not compromised, they can win a game without Draymond. That That's my point, right? So if your best player is in the worst shooting slump of his career, or he has is playing on one knee because he had an MCL sprain, then yes, Draymond is going to become like extra, extra critical. But he is absolutely important to what the Warriors do. Absolutely. He is our second most important player. He, um, his defensive energy that he brings, he gets the team hype. He also will not let a lot of shit keep going on that Steph will allow to go on. Like, you're not going to see multiple possessions on the court where Steph doesn't touch the ball. That's the kind of shit that happens when Draymond is out. And that also doesn't help for him to get back into rhythm and stuff like that. But it's just this, you know, they're winning still. And they're winning because of Stephen Curry, no matter how he's shooting. And all the numbers show that. Their net rating with him on versus off is insane. It's up there with all the other MVPs. And even in the 
fucking shooting slump, that net rating has still been the same, okay? You want to know who's losing games, but is the MVP, I'm told? Giannis. They have lost eight of their last 14 games, but, you know, he's putting up stats, okay? Like, this is the shit I'm talking about. Narratives. I need people to, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of this. Jokic is their winning games without Jamal Murray. He is, he should be in the MVP conversation. And now the fact that they're about to be a top four seed before I wasn't trying to entertain Jokic. I'm like, yo, they're like at the bottom of the league. I'm not trying to entertain them, but there he's about to have his team as a top four seed. Okay. Embiid is winning without Ben Simmons. Okay. They deserve to be in the MVP conversation. He's out right now. He's hurt. Kevin Durant should not be in the MVP conversation. They haven't even beat a fucking top team when he was there. Not one top team. They beat, they went, they split with the Sixers and went one and one. They have lost to every other top team, but he should be in the MVP conversation. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. He had a good stretch. He had a good stretch. Yeah, um, against the Orlando Magic. I don't care. Like, they were bottom-feeding team. Oh, man. Who did he drop the D on? It was, it was Detroit, Who right? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? They have not. They didn't beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They didn't beat us. They didn't beat the Phoenix Suns. They did not beat the, the, the Bucks. They literally did. They didn't beat the Bulls. They did not beat any of the top teams. How is he the MVP? Why is he in the conversation? And when they and when they're the fifth seed and Kyrie's playing a majority of the games, watch out because they're they're gonna be on a, they're gonna be on a tear. I I, I know a tear they, a no, tear no, no, no. when James Harden is like what he's doing this, this a is tear. My, this is my bold when prediction. When Kyrie plays every other game, this, 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 okay. this is my bold prediction. You ready? The Nets are gonna have. Of, of what two or three weeks to assess like okay who's going to be out of the playoffs who's going to be in and who do we want to play against whenever i think there may be going to be only three or four games where all three of them play together you saw be- marcus aldridge just got hurt right yes I know. the nets are not good like they they're talented they're, they're, they're not they're, good i don't know why you guys keep talking the second, about them the like second they are tier, they're the second tier of championship contenders. The first tier is the Warriors, the Suns, and I would say the Bucks at the moment. Now, let me ask a question. Why do people talk about the Warriors like they've been whole all season? Steph, Dre, and Clay have yet to play a minute on the court together. Okay. I just said that they're, they're the top of the top. No, like, but I'm just saying. So they're the top of the top, right? Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. the Suns, they've had some games where they missed Book and Aiton has been out. So I don't want to take that away from them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but people always talk about all these other teams like, oh yeah, you know, and they'll knock the Warriors. And I'm like, Warriors didn't have clay for like almost half the season. He came back like around 38, 39 games, something like that. The day he comes back, Draymond goes out and they still have the second best record in the league. So you have Dre who has to come back, all three who have to play together. Why are people thinking that any other team is better than the Warriors? I don't understand this. All I got to say is when 
you have a, a team that's that matches up well against them. Who's that? Uh, Which team is that? A, a fairly good coach. There's there's a good. I, I, we we can talk about this a lot a, a, for uh, all night. Talk about it. Which team is it? Which like, team is like, the one that matches like, up with them? Well, there's like three or four teams that match up well. Which ones? The Bucks, the Heat, the Suns, and. I would say Utah, but I can't say Utah at the moment anymore. The Suns. We've beaten the Suns the last three out of four games we played them dating back to last season when Steph was on the court with Michael Mulder. How does that team match up with us? Well, it's, I'm so confused. We won three of the last four. And one of those games included a game where Draymond Green and Klay Thompson did not play on Christmas listen, Day. Listen, listen. Where's the matchup so, well part? When I, when, I've never used this phrase before. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm like it. Some some heckling DMs, but um, you know there's there's this, there's this new trend going on with defensive oriented players who who quote unquote lock up opposing stars, and uh, Mikhail Jail was uh, was the original. Um, that what he did? You know, he, he didn't he didn't like listen. That's listen. what he did. Okay. This, no no I listen. All I'm all I'm gonna say. But how do they win? He he's locking I, up staff all these games, no, 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 and they no, no, still no, no, were able no, to win. No, 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 no. I, I didn't say that. But all, all I'm saying is that when you have a when you have a guy like that who's ready to go, and you are nine, ten, and possibly eleven deep, you're gonna cause trouble to. to he locked him up the way that white boy did in Cleveland that everyone talked about. The one that went to the hospital and needed oxygen after chasing stuff around. But no doubt. I, I listen. You can't. You can't not. It's on. been Mikhail. It's been the one on Philly. It's been all these people. Nobody is locking up Steph. Like, Steph is in a shooting slump. No one is locking up Steph. That, like, this thing is not happening. Like, we need playoffs, to stop making up Steph. In, in the playoffs, all I'm saying is that there will be... There you know, will be you know what ready. locking up Steph means? Locking up Steph means you were sending traps and doubles and you were taking the ball out of his hands. How did Kyrie look the other night when that was happening to him? Because Kevin Durant wasn't on the court and LeBron James wasn't on the court. I'm, did he not shoot two for seven in the fourth quarter? I'm, he wasn't, I'm, I'm he wasn't doing so well. He, his final stats were good. His overall stats for the game were good. But when he received the same, you know, I always love when people say, oh, yeah, that, you know, um, the reason why people, the reason why teams focus on Steph is because you can bother him. So if you send two guys at Kevin Durant, that doesn't bother him. Because I remember watching Kevin Durant at OKC. I remember that used to bother him a lot. I do too. Like, I don't know why people sit on this app and lie and tell stories. If, 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 why don't they guard him straight up like they let Dame do? Like they do with Dame? Because that's cooked food. Because you, cause you know, because you, you, you're going to high ball they... screen. You're going to high ball screen. And then, then you're getting Kimmy, uh, Curry shimmied on. The next, the next time you turn around, you don't want that. So you got to, you know, like. Someone said to me, someone tweeted about the game and they were like, oh, you know, Kyrie outplays Steph like too many times, right? And then, of course, people went at this individual. And then he used like a graph to make his point. And then the graph didn't really make his point because outside of points, and it was it was about them in head-to-head matchups, right? So in, in points, I think Kyrie averaged one more point to him in their head-to-head matchups, but in like every other stat category, Steph led, including yeah. wins, right? That's what matters the most, yeah. Exactly. 
And so he says, well, if Steph was really a different level, why are their staff so close? And I'm like, do you think that, I'm thinking to myself, well, like, do you think that like Carl Malone and, and Michael Jordan never played games where their staffs were closed, but we still know that Michael Jordan is the much better player, right? So Kyrie, when he's playing Steph, has never been the number one option. When he was on the Celtics, I remember those battles and I remember Steph out-dueling him, right? Yeah. I, I, in Cleveland, he was number two and Braun was number one, right? So when you get to dance and play one-on-one and go, Kyrie isn't getting, isn't getting schemed like the way Steph is, but yet their stats are almost identical and Steph was always more efficient. Like, I don't understand how people like analyze things and assess things and Kyrie's incredible. But then it's just like, if for some reason, Steph is the one everyone wants to target. John Morant wins the game. Steph had Michael Mulder as a key rotation player next to him and he's getting killed. Okay. You know, like, now John Morant's better and he's more clenched than Stephen Curry. Kyrie's better than Stephen Curry. Everyone's better than Stephen Curry. Everybody who hasn't won anything like him, don't have the accolades like him, they're all better than him. And now other people are MVPs who have, lo- the, the Bucks have a losing record right now in their last 14 games. Out of 14 games, they have won six of them. They have a losing record. And you know what has happened during that time? Giannis has moved up in the MVP standings. He's moved up. It's it's because his stats back him up. I don't have him right in front of me, but how do stats back you up when you're losing? How is that valuable to the team? It's it's, I mean, when you're having more points and rebounds, then you're the next then then the next guy in line. So what's more valuable? Because I mean, his but Steph's stats back him up too. Like his impact, his net rating is still higher than Giannis's. So, so, but once one, one player's team is winning and the other player's team is losing. So who is more valuable? Let me, I I just found it. So this was, this isn't a hundred percent accurate. I think this is like maybe a week or two old, but Giannis is, Giannis was averaging 27, 11. I don't uh, care about that. No, no, well, this, 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 I, I, I'm not sure if you can see it, but, um, this was what? Yeah, this was two weeks ago. And the, the, the graphic was Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Giannis, and, and Jokic, mm-hmm. right? There's no Embiid. This was, this was right before Embiid when it was on that crazy run, right? Mm-hmm. Giannis was averaging 27, 11 and a half, six off of 60, uh, uh, 60% true shooting. Everyone has the same sh- uh, true shooting, but uh, Steph Curry has way less. Points, rebounds, obviously. And then Jokic has 26, 13, 7. That's a question. Who has more wins? At this, at the very moment, uh, Steph, Steph Curry did. And then, yeah. Who still has more wins right now? Uh, Steph Curry. So, like. I can't, I can't, I can't give him the, the stamp of he's. And right now, I can't, I can't give him. No, that. I'm not asking you to give him the stamp, but why is 
getting stats and losing more valuable than being inefficient and winning. And what I'm saying is it would be different if you're saying that the Warriors are winning in spite of Steph, but they're mm-hmm. literally still winning, winning. because of yeah. him. Yeah, and it's, it's just, so back, back to what I was saying like by Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal was never really getting MVP. Uh, this is last season, was not really getting MVP consideration, but he was the most unstoppable player for two months. Right? But his net rating was nothing like Steph's. And not only that, but they knew that that, that, that team was going to be taken seriously, right? Everyone knew that there would be like a fringe play-in, play, uh, play-in team. So we, you, t- you take the, like Steph Curry is, is the one uh, pull-off from this, from the, from the crowd. So, so, so imagine Steph Curry here, and this is the rest of the field, right? Let's say Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, they were having great seasons last year. Uh, not, not as efficient, not as, uh, uh, not as more, uh, uh, not as more important as like a team leader. But if they were to be out, the team would be uh, not abysmal, but they would be way, way, way worse than if Steph Curry was out. That's just how people like. That, that, no, like that's, that's not how people. True. I know, but that's how the people. The Warriors went two and seven last year without Steph. That's that's how people viewed it, though. They, they like see how he's the, he, he's the one outsider. The rest of the field. No, I he's don't. Not. I don't think pe- people think that the Warriors can win without Steph. No, but what I, what I'm trying to say is is that he's the one example that people just forget about. So there's Giannis, there's Jokic, there's uh, even- But Kevin I don't care Durant about what people forget about. Embiid. MVP and so- voters are supposed to be, are supposed to be smarter. They're supposed to understand, right? So and the so- Warriors are still winning because of Steph. You know that, pe- right? And people honestly just don't want Steph to get all these accolades. They don't, um, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm asking you, you mm-hmm. know that the Warriors are still winning because of Steph, right? I, I, I do. And Despite then, his inefficient shooting. So then, tell me, tell me why Giannis is more deserving when his team has a losing record than he's Steph. Not. He's not. The, the, the reason is, is because he's a level ahead. Like I, like I, like I just pull, uh, point out the stats. He has, the only person that was- The level uh, ahead of what? of the field of, for, for stats in terms of the top four, top five. Because, like, when, when I said tier... I'm sure LeBron has better stats, too. Are we going to consider him MVP? And, but the Lakers are three games below 500. And they may not... If, if you know, they don't sell... The Bucks right assets, now are two games be... out of a play-in, being a play-in team. Yeah, so I'll, I'll end it with this, and we can, we can move on. If you have, like, like if you have, like, that top five, top ten player, like you said, and they have a bad stretch, that bad stretch decreases their MVP value and worth, unless they have a great stretch following with that, and it's, it's, it's especially... It should, it should decrease their MVP value mm-hmm. if... It shouldn't just be, like, you shot badly, so therefore you're not MVP. What makes you valuable to a team... I mean... Now, if, no, 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 but I'm saying what, what, what makes you valuable to a team are two things, right? It's mm-hmm. that you are still helping your team to win, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably making teammates better. That's, that's my point, right? Stephen Curry is doing both of those things. Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. Mm-hmm. He is an all-star starter. That should be the lead slogan for why, <laughs> for why Stephen Curry oh, is, is, no, but I'm just saying. So you're just like, if you have a bad stretch, we're going to, you have a bad stretch, but yet your team is literally still winning. Your mm. net rating is showing that without you, they would be losing, clearly. 
right? Mm-hmm. And then the guys who you're saying have the stats, their teams are losing, but you're telling me that that's more valuable because their stats are better. That sounds ass backwards to me. That's not their, a logical their, argument. Their stats are better. And then the argument is, is that the other person would be more impactful if they weren't, if they weren't there. If Fred Steph Curry. How can they be more impactful than winning? It's, it's, What's it's, more impactful that, than that? That, that, that's, that's the argument where, that, that, that's where people just don't like to answer. Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty biased in my opinion. And I know that if Steph Curry were to have a good two or three weeks, he's right back in, in the No, I understand that. And I believe that. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about the flaws in the system. He shouldn't mm-hmm. have to, like, come now and have some insane stretch when he still has been the most valuable player. That, to yeah. me, to me, it should be, like, marveling. Like, the mm-hmm. fact that he can be shooting like this and mm-hmm. he is still giving his teams win, that's a better argument. For him to be MVP. No, it is. Because you're making up your face. But he, like his team has the second best record in the NBA. So His net rating is only second to Jokic. Gotcha. Let me, let me ask you this. If Steph were to be, I'm just going to make up a stat line. If he were to, if he were to have, let's, let's, let's say a good game, uh, a good average Steph Curry game, uh, 25, 26 points seven and seven, right? Or five and five, right? And good shooting, good percentage, right? And then at the other game, every other game, it's poor. It's Evan, I got to tell you, I I truly don't believe anything is more valuable than winning. Like all this other shit doesn't matter to me. Last year, I never made any arguments that Steph should be MVP. You know why? Because the team was at the fucking bottom of the standings. So you're making your face up to me, but I didn't. If, okay, so I've only been following you for a couple months now. But if I were to find if I were to find a tweet, you can go you... search. You won't <laughs> find any tweets like that. Okay, all right. Hey, so all right. the point is that like you have to reward winning. You guys are telling me that teams that are like the sixth seed and the seventh seed that the players on those teams are more valuable because they're putting up better stats than the dude whose team is second best in the NBA who is on a 60 game win pace when he has been missing Clay Thompson for half the year and now Draymond and you're telling me that other guys are more valuable there's no logical way to argue that and make it be true the only person to me who truly has a case is is when I say truly has a case to me, that's a logical case. I'm not mm. saying that will happen, but the only person to me that truly has a logical case is Jokic and now arguably Embiid. And it's because their teams are winning and they mm. are moving up in the standings. The Bucks are not winning. Y- Giannis should not be moving up in the standings. What's the record right now? Are they, are they in like the, yeah, they haven't fallen off completely, but. <laughs> They're you know... two games out of a playing spot. And they're 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 six six lost eight of their yeah. last fourteen. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Well, you know. No, I know, I know. I'm pushing <laughs> you, and I'm being difficult. But like this is because this to me, this is only a thing that happens with Steph, right? Mm-hmm. Because right now the Bucks are like quietly losing, mm-hmm. and no one's talking about it. The Warriors mm-hmm. won like two or three games while they were adjusting to some shit and it was it was foolishness it was crazy 
narratives. It was Steph needs Draymond. No one's saying that anymore right now. No. Nine and five. Nine and five, right? But it was no. Steph needs Draymond. And it was, oh, this team is not, oh, yeah, see, they just got off to an early start. They're not real. Now, what are people saying? Because you sound stupid, right? But the Bucks have lost eight of their last 14. And I haven't heard peep. But what has happened? Giannis moved up in the MVP rankings. This is a bias. This is a bias against Steph. And it's a bias against smaller players. It is a bias. This would not happen to LeBron. It would not happen to Kevin Durant. And now it is not happening to Giannis. And that's really the point that I'm pushing. It is an unfair bias. You guys are asking him to do more, even though he actually is being more valuable than these other guys to his team, right? His, what he is doing is more valuable than those guys putting up those individual stats that look pretty because he is empowering. Like that clutch shot that Clay hit the other night, like mm-hmm. I'm going to send you the tweet after we're done. Two guys went with Stephen Curry. They, they, two guys went with him and were like, oh yeah, fuck you, Clay Thompson. And you know what Clay did? He splashed it. But the, you know what was the narrative out of that game? Oh yeah, Clay is clutch. You can count on him, but you can't count on Steph. Should Steph have taken the shot over those two guys or should he have passed it to Clay like he did and let Clay splash it? This right. now, is that not value? No, I got you. <laughs> Solid points. No, I know okay, that okay. like it sounds like I'm passionate and crazy, but mm-hmm. like for a long time I was like, no, Jokic is not the MVP. I don't want to hear shit about that. You won't hear me say that anymore because right now the the, the there's several games above 500, the Denver Nuggets, and they keep winning and they are moving up. That's MVP behavior to me, and I mm-hmm. would not be upset if Jokic won. Just like last year, I said Jokic is the MVP. I don't know why we're talking about anyone else. I thought he should have been unanimous. I didn't think he would ever be unanimous because I don't think anyone wants to pick another unanimous MVP. But Warriors fans did not like it. They were like, Steph should be as no, he's not the MVP. They're the eighth seed. He's not the MVP. <laughs> like, I love him and he was playing at an MVP level, but wins have to matter. Mm-hmm. Wins have to matter. And a lot of these MVPs um, recently, uh, let's start with Russ. Russ won that was MVP. the worst MVP ever awarded. Kawhi should have won that year. He he. What what seed was he? He was a six seed, right? I believe. That was I mean, a that was a purely narrative based and, MVP. And it was because he won. He because he averaged a triple double. When Steph when Steph won back. Not back, only that, not only that, that was a big reason. But a lot of it was about penalizing the Warriors for Kevin Durant joining them. And and then well, yeah, and then when Steph Curry won back to back MVPs, that was that was the transition of. Wow, this kid changing the game. The the numbers match up. We that we never seen shooting like this before, and it's the efficiency. Right? Went to the finals both years. He won mm-hmm. the, the the MVP. Mm-hmm. And and how many how many other MVPs have done that since then? Yeah, well, you know, we, I, 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 I don't know. I, I can't name too many. No, because it hasn't uh, happened. Because yeah, it hasn't happened. Yeah, so he's you know, done it, and mm-hmm. Braun has done it. Because you know what? They were really the MVPs. I like. I think that matters. I think that's a real thing. Like, I get it that it's a regular season award, but like, you gotta reward the people who are winning because there is a reason why they are winning. You know, this let's just reward stats now era. I, it's a it's a bad place that we're going. That's all I'm gonna say. No, I feel you. It's 
even with Giannis, like th those are those are MVPs that the stats backed up, and then they were the top seed. He solidified himself as one of the best, and he grew from. He, his, his first I think MVP, Giannis deserves his MVP. Yeah. I'm yeah. not disputing and, that. And in his first MVP, he really had like a like a I forgot what the uh, uh, one differential was, but it's kind of like a season where like oh like we knew it's, it's kind of like the season like John Morant's having now. Like, oh, we knew he's going to take a step, but we didn't know he's going to take this big of a step. You know what I'm saying? Here's so. the thing, though, about the, the MVPs that Giannis won, right? Mm -hmm. Because people tried to turn his MVPs into, like, oh, he's the best player. And while he was having the best season, I never thought he was the best player. And I felt like that bore out in the postseason because he got a little exposed, right? Mm -hmm. And so that that's my only point. Sometimes the MVP is the best player, mm -hmm. and they're having the best season and sometimes it's just the person having the best season Jokic right now is i think Jokic is a tier one guy i put him in the category with those guys even though he is yet to win a championship i put him in those categories i don't think denver is going to win it all even with jamal murray coming back but but the fact <clears throat> that he has this team with the squad he has, with Jamal Murray being out, and they're about to be a top four seed, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And mm -hmm. he's playing defense too. And now, that, and now Embiid has been on this stretch. Where are they in the East? You know, he Embiid is one of the MVP. He's he knows well, that it's he knows that. Where it, are they it, in the East? I'm asking. He's. I think that they're. In a top three, if I'm mistaken, they so are a top. They are a top three seed, mm -hmm. and Denver is about to be a top four seed. They're five right now, but they're one game behind Utah, who's going to continue to drop more games. Mm -hmm. So, Philly is a top three, and I actually think Philly is probably going to get in that top two because Chicago has some stuff going on. They got a lot of injuries. Yeah, I do see them still making me uh, in the top four or five seed. I, I, no, I don't think I don't see them falling out. I'm just saying I think that the 76ers are going to make it to be a top two seed, is what yeah. I'm saying. And honestly, they might they might even um, get to one. Yeah, they might even get to one because even though Miami has a has a pretty easy schedule the rest of the season, um, they still have to uh, figure out how they're going to accumulate Victor Oladipo in the lineup. Uh, they may they may even make some uh, some trades. I was in a, a heat room trying to push the Thaddeus Young. Uh, that is young Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Walker back to Miami for uh, Duncan Robinson, who was on a terrible, terrible, terrible streak for Duncan Robinson and, and uh, Omer Yurk. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yurk Stephen. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Um, mm -hmm. he's, he's, done, he, no, he's stretched big. He's done really well from, from Georgetown. Oh, uh, I think he's, yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah, Turkish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. But he's that that's not happening anymore. He you don't you don't mess up that chemistry at this point. Tyler Hero was having six minutes out the year. He still might win that award, but you know there's a couple other guys coming for him at, at that point. So, you know. Yeah. If if, if MB, so I think the biggest thing for the Sixers is going to be MB staying healthy for the rest of the season, which is always mm -hmm. a risk with him. Yeah, and so, and they they may trade Tobias too. Uh, Tobias for John Collins swap. And right. a whole new, a whole new. Um, even if you don't get a return for Ben Simmons, 
that may just be what they need to take the next step, you know? So if the Sixers get to the one seed in the East, Denver mm-hmm. is a top four seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just going to be a very close MVP race, but I have to still tell you that I don't think the top three should be Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis. Yeah, I think yeah. it should be Jokic, Embiid, and Steph. That's my opinion. And I don't really see, I don't care. If you say that they should win because their stats are better and their teams are winning, okay. But I don't see how Giannis, who they are now fifth and two games out of a play-in spot, why he should be the MVP. That's just not something you're going to sell me on right now. Um, And I think if the Warriors even if they don't get back to the one top best record in the NBA, but if they get back to the second best record in the NBA and they win 60 games, this team wins 60 games. Okay. No one had the Warriors being a 60 win team. Yeah. Granted, but true. But let yeah, me, gra- let me, 60 let me, wins is not a big deal, right? It's let, just me, no, 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 no. let me, let me, let me ask, let me uh, run this by you. So, I was, uh, I, I believe it was Green Room. I think the guy's name is Drew. He was saying, like, some cra- people thought this was crazy. But, you know, Warriors fans, they really know. I, I can't say Warriors fans in, in, in general know what they're talking about, but a lot of Warriors fans make bold statements that they can really back up, and these are two of them. Homie said that uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to have an all-star year without, uh, before, uh, before Clay comes back. Steph is going to have, uh, Steph and Dre are going to have the system going where they're nine, 10 deep. And then Andrew Wiggins is going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pressure just decreased off his shoulders and he's going to thrive. That was correct. He said, Jordan Poole is better than Jordan Clarkson or as, as valuable as uh, six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. The start of the year when the Warriors were on that, on that, uh, on that run, Jordan Poole was, I, I'm not gonna say a six man numbers, but in terms of importance. Well, he wasn't I, a six man anyway, cause he was starting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Poole's been important. He's also been inconsistent, kind of like Jordan Clarkson. So yeah, it's not yeah. a, it's not a, it, it's not to take away what anybody's doing. I'm not even trying to say that Steph doesn't have help. What I'm saying is there is a reason why coming into the season, no one thought the Warriors would be a 60-win team. This yeah. random person that you're talking about doesn't matter to me because the masses, the general media, the majority. Had some people had them as a play-in team again. Some people had them as very low wins. You guys don't get to revise history now because they're doing well. The reason why you thought that is because we understand who the talent level is that is playing with Steph, right? And so now when they are winning and they have a chance to be a 60-win team, we don't get to just act like, oh, well, he has Andrew Wiggins, and he has this person, he has that person, because Andrew Wiggins is also the same player that said, I've never been more open in my career. Why is Andrew Wiggins more open in his career? Why is that? He's in a good situation. He's not in Minnesota. He's not, I forgot. Draymond Green is the reason why he's more open. He has more space. It's because of Dre. It's because of it's because of the system. I I I can't give sole credit to to Draymond Green, but you shouldn't be giving any credit to Draymond Green. I I'm trying to lead you, and you're not with me. It's because yeah. of Stephen Curry. Okay, <laughs> if anybody has more space on the court, why is that happen? 
It's because of stuff. Okay. 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 I, I got right? you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. It's not. That I'm just saying. Like the man is telling you, he's never been more open in his career. That's because Steph has, at a minimum, always two defenders with him. Always. Always. Even when Kevin Durant was on the team. Always. They felt more comfortable letting Katie get to the rim or have a mid-range than letting Stephen Curry be open. That's true. There is no one more fucking valuable. I don't care what you people tell me, but that's okay. That's okay. That's it. <laughs> um, so I, you know what? Let's talk about the Spurs real quick. Okay. Because um, All-Star... Um, reserves have to be announced but like with the Spurs kind of taking a step back with their they were winning and then now they kind of went back to not winning so I don't know do you think there's a chance DeJounte Murray could be a all-star reserve because there were people calling for him to be one um and it's 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 tough with guards right Mm -hmm. so we expect that Devin Booker and Chris Paul will both be reserves right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that takes the two guard spots, uh-huh. right? And then there's like two wild cards. So we expect still that Donovan Mitchell will get one of those, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. So now you're talking about, let's look at the teams. You're talking about the Suns. Um, I think, I think, I think Warriors do get Dre as an all-star, but he's not a guard spot. So he's not a factor for DeJounte. So you have then third is the Grizzlies. John Morant already made it. Um, Fourth is um, the Jazz. We think that'll be Donovan. Fifth is, um, oh, Luca's going to get one, right? Uh So it'll be Luca and Donovan, right? And so they're probably going to be the two wild cards, we think. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the wild cards, but probably the four guards that will make the team will be Luca, Donovan, and the two Spurs guards, right? Not Spurs. Uh, I'm Suns. Suns. <laughs> Suns I wish. Guards. I wish. No, yeah. So um, no chance for DeJounte. I just want to yeah. see, but do you think he should be an all-star? Because I heard people make an argument. Most, most definitely. Um, now, considering the fact that uh, should be, and you know how the uh, how they and let's put Aunt Edwards in there, not as making it, but he's another yeah. name in there who people think should make it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, he's having he's having a, a, a great season, and you know the they want these the more young, exciting, uh, familiar faces in the All Star game, and you know I want to bring up a, a comparison. This was. Um, a Spurs fan actually made this graphic. Uh, this is 100% accurate to the day, considering the fact that DeJounte didn't play last night. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, this night, uh, last night, because it's, it's, it's late now. But uh, it's, it's still LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball, I don't know if you saw, but uh, it was on NBA TV and actually got leaked that he made the All-Star team. Right, I saw time. that. So LaMelo and DeJounte are both averaging identical 19.4 points per game. Jante has 9.1 assists. Lamelo has 7.6. Jante is averaging 8.4 rebounds. Lamelo's averaging 7.3. Lamelo's team has a winning record. Yes, and he's the, <laughs> the youngest, the, the probably the youngest All Star, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even care about any of that. I just think like they have a winning record. That's always gonna matter at some and, point. And he, he's 
he's a more familiar name than, than DeJounte. And, you know, it's this, this, he has him in steals. He has him in the turnover percentage. Uh, and everything except for three point as, but uh, the only do reason why I brought think, that up. Do you think Lamelo should be making it over Van Vliet or Garland? Oh no, 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 no. Van Vliet is. I, I wish I had his numbers in front of me, but I know my. I know I won't be able to pull it up in uh, in time. Van Vliet is having an incredible season. He's so. If one of those guys don't make it, you would feel like they were snubbed and like they should have gotten in over Melo. I. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So do you think that out of the guys we named, Chris Mm -hmm. Paul, Devin Booker, Mm -hmm. Donovan Mitchell, and Luca, do you Mm -hmm. think DeJounte should make it over any of those guys? No. um, I do think that if they were to go positionless, uh, DeJounte would make it in. The only chance of him actually making it would be coaches' votes. Um, But making it over who? Who do you think? It it, it would be over Even if they were positionless, who do you think? You're going to hate this answer. Oh, you're going to tell me Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, y'all love to focus on Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> no, DeJounte Murray is not having a better season than Andrew Wiggins. You're delusional. I'm so, I'm, we can, I don't want to argue too much about it, but like... There's no argument. <laughs> There's no argument you can make. Oh, man. DeJounte Murray Where, making an all-defensive team this year? He could. He could. He could. But sec- I think he's second in steals. If I'm not mistaken, um, he could make it. You and, know who? And, you know who is making it? Is is and Draymond should win honestly. Draymond. Should Draymond's win. gonna. Draymond would be a defensive player of the year if he didn't get hurt. But that's yeah. not what I said. I said who's making a defensive team? Andrew Wiggins. God. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm looking at it right now. And what's Andrew Wiggins' three point percentage in comparison to Dejounte Murray's? It's not just about the three-pointer. No, it's Come not. On. But offensively, they're, they're you know, DeJounte Murray's yeah. a, a guard, and Andrew Wiggins is a four. Uh, right. So he's not supposed to have as much assist as DeJounte Murray. Okay. Right? Hey, you, you, you came prepared. I'll give you that. You came prepared. You, like, you, y'all just like to pick on ball. Andrew Wiggins because of his history. But, like, there's these arguments that everyone wants to pick that someone should be over Andrew Wiggins. Like, they are just... No. Should we, should we, should we talk about what happened and how he got in? Do we need do we need to talk about that at all? What do you want to talk about? This fake narrative that K-pop pushed him over the edge. It's not it's not fake. It's actually that's it, what happened. Steph Curry literally tweeted at the person, "Thank you." The guy has a huge amount of followers, and literally an hour later, they make the post. Those stands go crazy, mm-hmm. and literally like the retweets went from like. 10,000 to what? Let me ask you a question. So how come when K-pop tweeted for Draymond and Clay, how come that didn't push them over? Only Andrew? K-pop also tweeted for for Steph. So how come that didn't push him over LeBron? Like, I don't understand. How come come Devin Booker's girlfriend, who has like 10 times the following of K-pop, how come she didn't make Devin Booker an all-star? And we could say the same. We could say the same thing about Drake. He hasn't made one post about uh, Fred Van Fleet. I know, but here, here, let's let's. You guys are just come on. This is like <laughs> nasty the way that y'all are coming for Andrew Wiggins. Oh, In the first vote returns, Andrew Wiggins was fourth 
only behind Paul George, and it was a small margin. That was before any K-pop tweet. He was always ahead of Draymond. Do you think Warriors fans were voting and picking Andrew over Dre? No, we were voting for both of our guys. So it's not because he was just a Warriors player, because if it was just up to us, then they both would have made it, right? We would have had the power to make both of them make it, right? Okay. If it was K-pop, then the effect would have been the same for every player that K-pop tweeted for on the Warriors. And guess what? They did it for Steph, they did it for Clay, they did it for Dre, and they did it for Andrew. All I got to say is that there are bots out there and... um... No, yeah, the bots you know, were Le- helping LeBron, your boy. No, no, they no, were no, helping no. your boy. I, I was, I was gonna say like LeBron. The bots got, were not LeBron, helping Le- Andrew Le- Wiggins. Le- Le- LeBron definitely has bots, as he has. I'm, I'm happy <laughs> that, to hear a LeBron fan a... admit that because his I'm fans. Not a stan. I'm not a stan. A LeBron I'm a, fan because I'm his a, fans I'm, were I'm a... coming for me and they were acting like I'm MAGA and I'm Donald Trump and 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 I'm saying that the and I'm just like. There are literal LeBron fans right now touting that they created bot accounts and saying y'all should have did that too. So I'm not saying that the bots are the, like, I understand who LeBron James and I understand that he's obviously a very, very popular player and I understand who he is. But people, the way people talk, I'm like, you guys know that when LeBron was in Cleveland, there were more than one year that Steph beat him in all-star voting. Like mm-hmm. going to the Lakers really helped him because mm-hmm. you're combining bronze star power and what he brings with the biggest fan base that there is. It mm-hmm. was always going to be an uphill battle. I don't care that Steph isn't captain, but we also don't need to lie and say that people didn't create bot accounts because that did happen. But K-pop is not the reason Andrew Wiggins got it. And let's also be clear that it, it, it is the reason he got it, but the the, the effect of the it of is K-pop, they didn't really it it, it is because because listen I I had I had to pull I had to pull it up he, but he was winning he was he, he, he was, was winning before play. the K-pop votes that's my point he had the and, lead before the K-pop votes and that's and and if that didn't come out I, I don't think that would have solidified him staying as a starter okay. You so fine, he wouldn't have been a starter. But you're saying Dejounte Murray deserved a spot over him. Where did Dejounte? Oh, no, so no, no, I don't want to say over him per oh. se. Okay, Dejounte Murray. Can you tell me where he finished in the media rankings? I'm looking at it right now, and it is two, five, five media ranking. And Draymond, not Draymond. Dejounte Murray was fifth. Just, uh, oh, yeah, for guards, for, for guards. guards. Yeah. Okay. So that means that based on what the media thinks, he wouldn't be an all-star because there's only four guard spots and he was fifth. Okay. And fan vote, he was And 12. where did he finish among player votes? Player rank six. Okay. You know where Andrew finished with the players? Five. You know where Andrew finished with the media? Six. Okay. How many front court spots are there? Six. So that means that even if he wasn't a starter, um, that every vote category felt that Andrew Wiggins should be an all-star this year. And that's considered a lock. I'll give you that. Good job. I I got you. I got you. Well, you know, 
there's I'm a this... lawyer. I get paid to debate. <laughs> shout, shout, to, shout out to you. People should stop trying to debate me. <laughs> hey, I should have came more prepared. I all, 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 all I have to end with the DeJounte all-star train that is soon to end and soon to be derailed is, you know, this is his first year as a leader. Uh, it's not just a 1A situation. He's not the only leader. It's really Derek White helping him. And I'll get into their nicknames and what their future is together. But, you know, DeJounte has, has honestly put in a top three case for most improved player. Um, if he stays healthy, he could be uh, a defensive uh, second team. I don't think he's going to be first team. But he's always going to be in the mix of the first and second team the rest of his career. And um, if, if this makes it easier for people to understand why DeJounte isn't getting a lot of uh, media recognition, not just because he's on the Spurs, but this is something I had to look up my tape on because I had no idea he was this athletic and this bouncy. Literally before he tore his ACL, he I'm not going to say John Wall and Russell Westbrook, athletic slam, John Morant, but he would try and get up there and try and slam with the best of them and try and propel his uh, propel himself because he is his wingspan is super long. Um, literally, he just seemed like he was just gliding across the court. And then, is great. He's a great player. When he came back, when he came back, literally, it's all slowed down more of like a Luca pace, Euro style pace. And a lot of those dunks and finishes at the rim are just layups and fillets and in last minute dump downs to Yaka Pertle, you know what I'm saying? So he's not going to get those flashy step backs. He's not going to get anything top 10 uh, play. I think he only has maybe one top 10 play and it was because Trey Young slipped a few years ago. You know, I don't think you remember that. So you I know, do. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I don't think DeJounte deserves to be an all-star this year, but I thought that was, like, a cute narrative. Um, mm. I think he's a very good player. I think being a guard all-star in the West is very hard, and you have to be having, like, a remarkable season and or, like, your team needs to be, like, at the top. And I don't think that he checks the box in either category. I think he's having a very good season, and um, maybe next year will be a, Jam- a John Morant type season. You know, I don't know. Um, so will he be playing? Will like, will they, will you guys have all your guys playing us um, when, when Golden State comes to town? Tuesday is going to be uh, a huge question mark. So realistically, um, Zach Collins uh, is the only person that isn't injured that is uh, um, questionable. He's on a G League assignment. He might be brought back up. Uh, but we have a full roster. And if we don't have, if, uh, if Derek White is still out, the rest, Yacoperto has some lower back uh, soreness right now. And DeJounte has a left knee contusion. That's what it's reported. Um, we're going to bring a lot of our G League guys up uh, the uh, Weiss Camp, uh, Devontae Kaycock. And maybe even Eric Coleman, he got a 10 day with, uh, with the heat and uh, he's back with us now. We got his rights and we, we just want to see what the, what so who are the question got. marks though? Like of like your, your main oh, guys though. It's, uh, it's Derek White, Jacob Perto, DeJounte. And are they be- hurt? Why are they uh, questioned? So uh, it's just some minor, like minor squeaks, minor injuries. Uh, like I said, DeJounte left knee contusion, Yoko Perdas and lower back uh, soreness, and Derek White is just been getting beat up. And like I, I, I said beforehand, 
Um, I'm, yeah, I might as well say Derek White is in trade uh, talks right now. There is some, you know, speculation that if you're about to go on a road trip and you were actually not only I hear time, you, but the, that's going to be a home game for you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it's not a back. It's not a back to back for you guys, is it? Uh, I we do play the Heat in a makeup game. Let me see what date is that. I believe it. It may be if it's not a back to back. We play the uh, the day before that. Yeah, we play. Uh, yeah, it's not a back to back. Not a back to back. Thank God, we play Sunday. Okay. So it's a back to back for the Warriors. They'll be coming from Houston, mm-hmm. and um, that means that Clay Thompson, if Clay plays in Houston, then he won't be playing. And I don't know the answer to that. And we're recording before I know the answer to that. So let's assume, though, I don't know which team Kerr is going to view as, like, the team to have Clay for. But Probably us. Probably us. Hopefully us. Um, and I don't know if Otto has not been playing back-to-backs, but he did recently once for the first time. So I don't know if they've eliminated that rule for Otto or if he's going to be like, okay, we have play one game and auto another. So I don't really know what to expect. Those two games should be games that the Warriors can win. They're very winnable games for them. I don't know if they will win. I, I would imagine that they want to like beat the Spurs this time, <laughs> um, considering what happened last time, but that still doesn't mean that they will. So I, I hope they win. Um, I just know the Spurs are going to play well. I just know Houston's going to play well. Like, this is what people do against the Warriors. Like, people still treat them like they are the the the, the Warriors Warriors. Yeah. And that they're still a very good team. But people get up for the Warriors like they're still – people get up for the Warriors like they're the defending champions, you know? Like, exactly. people – that's how people treat them. And that, that's respect. That shows you their greatness and their cachet. But it's just like, bro, like, can you guys treat us sometimes like with the Portland Trailblazers? Like, calm down. You know, everyone's making threes and splashing and the defenses, you know. So I don't know. But um, I don't know. I, You know, I keep doubting my guys or I keep saying it's going to be close games and then it's not. So I'm going to just go out along the limb and say we're going to win that game. But I don't know. Well, what do you think? You know, when we played you guys earlier uh, this year, I didn't quite realize it, but, you know, that was the best game we played. And we only played nine people. Uh, we didn't have Devin Vassell. Uh, he was out with injury, I believe, if not on the COVID protocol. We supposed to got. But um, we were nine deep. Daddy Young actually played a significant amount of minutes that, that game. He's, he's only seen the, the floor a few times. This year he played, uh, I believe, 15 minutes. I have the stats right here, actually. And... Um, you know, we, we introduced a, uh, a small ball lineup uh, that we've never run out before. Kelvin Johnson's running five against Draymond. Have they used that since us? No. <laughs> God, no. Because <laughs> Kelvin Johnson is 6'6", six, six, and sometimes we play my power forward, and he'll get, he'll get dominated by, like, the 80s of the world, Jason Tatum's of the world, Giannis. I don't know why we do that sometimes. And if it's not him, it's KBD, uh, Katie Bates-Diop, who's oh, – he had a couple good games. He's an average defender. He's the only – Six eight, six nine guy who has a long wingspan and can defend. But if, if it's not him or Keldon, it's Doug McDermott, and that's and that's barbecue chicken. But um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the stats right now. All of our plus minuses look good. Uh, Doug McDermott was five for nine, 13 points. Keldon Johnson six for 13, 15 points, a couple threes for both of them. Doug Pert only took six uh, six shots. They kind of shut down the pick and roll. How, how I was talking about 
in the spaces, that was a big issue. Uh, a lot of things we were facing that we just introduced that people couldn't weren't prepared for, and we're knocking them down. Uh, Derek White, eight for sixteen. He doesn't really take that many shots often, but whenever there's no Devin Vassell, he's kind of our, our second unit killer with Lonnie Walker. When he's starting off slow, uh, Derek White definitely takes more shots. And Dejounte was ten for twenty-one with twenty-three points. Uh, should have had a triple-double. A lot of these uh, assists. Uh, that he was dishing out were kind of just rim outs. And um, so, I mean, the game, the game will look completely different. It will still be a back to back. When we played mm -hmm. that time, it was a back to back again, but mm -hmm. Draymond won't be there. But yeah. Clay will, well, Clay will maybe be Mike, there. We, we just Mike. don't know. So, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really know what to expect in that game, to be honest, because it's just because I don't really know who's going to be playing. And it sounds like with the Spurs, it's also like a toss up. So, it's kind of hard to talk like matchups and, you know, like the end game. Cause we, we don't really have all the information, but if you have to predict who's going to win that game, what, what's your prediction? And we're just, we have no idea, but. You know, if, if Clay doesn't play, Draymond doesn't play. And if our guys come back, uh, it's going to be a close game. And it just all depends on, uh, on the, not, not just the bench unit, but, the fluidity of, of both teams and how bad they both want it. I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll have to say the Spurs will win this game. I'm not going to just go, oh, the Warriors and all that going on. They're, they're gonna, no, I got to represent my, represent my squad. So okay. I'll say we win. I'll say we'll cover. I'll say we'll cover for, for safety. But uh, Seth Curry is, is bound. When I say bound, like he's hungry to have a good comeback game. And, you know, this game isn't on nasty televised. Not a lot of people are going to even be paying attention and, and actually, you know, uh, tap into it because, you know, star, star level is not there. And this is just one of those walkover games. You just watch the, watch the highlights. But if you were to get going and, you know, drop 30, 35 points, maybe, maybe, maybe you can kickstart those MVP conversations again. You know, maybe. <laughs> maybe <again. So. laughs> <laughs> All right, Evan, we've been going for a long time, so let me wrap this up, but it was still good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me, um, and I like the way that you, I like the way that you go hard for your spurs, you know, that's good. Um, that's how I think fans should be, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's how I think fans should be. So <laughs> just full stop. Let me end it there. I just I feel you. like there's this notion of how you're supposed to be a proper fan and how you're supposed to do that and have to do that. Mm. I'm kind of like, fuck all that. Like, you know, I'm riding for my team. So, you know, that's cool. You pick the Spurs, I pick the Dubs. Let's see what happens. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining me, for being on. Guys, like I said, check out Evan's writing. He's cool. He's a LeBron fan, but you see, he's not totally crazy. Um, he's a little, little hating on Andrew Wiggins a little bit. Oh, not giving Steph his due love as MVP, but that's all good. We're not going to hold I'm, it again. I'm going to get attacked. I'm, I'm going to get attacked. It's okay. It's okay. My, you won't my, get attacked. You won't my, get DM, my DMs are open. La last time I was in the spaces, people were saying some crazy things. And I was not being honest, so I'm I'm ready for it. Please. No, no one's please, gonna attack please, you. No, please. no. I'm you ready. really didn't say anything that wild that's <laughs> teasing you. But no, seriously, thank you for coming on, Evan. Thank you mm -hmm. for spending so much time talking to me. Um, I really appreciate it. And I look forward, like I said, to continuing to watch like your journey and your rise. And you know, I'm thank happy you. for you. Thank you. Definitely. And likewise, I'm 
definitely be tapping into your spaces. Like I said, I was a big fan of your platform even before you followed. I recognize you on the timeline for, for months. So, so yeah, I love what you're doing and I wish Aww. you the best of luck. I, I really, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's always nice to hear that, um, and particularly when it comes from men in this area, because, you know, I'm gotcha. a woman and, you know, we need men to, like, support us. So We got to support women in sports, definitely. So. <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. So, guys, you know what to do. Give Evan a follow. Um, make sure, you know, I know this was a longer episode on that. So listen to it in a couple of, of parts, you know, you don't have to sit down and listen to it all at once. Um, I'm saying this kind of at the end of the show, so it may not matter if you already listened, but um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked our discussion. I really enjoyed the discussion with, with Evan and um, rate the show. You can rate now on Spotify. You can do a rating on Apple. You can give a review on Apple. You can subscribe on YouTube um, to OTSs on the Sidelines YouTube channel. That's where my podcast resides because that is the producer of my show. Um, so please support. I need it. It helps me as a content creator and support Evan. Read his work. He's dope. He's on the come up. Support content creators. We appreciate it. Until next time, take care. Awesome. You have a good one. You too.